What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from beautiful... Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. It is hump day. It's Wednesday, June the 14th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 880 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why, they'll be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. We might even have them in here for a little extra bantering too, uh, but we'll see as we uh, go along with today's show. Got another great show for you here today. Here in our first hour, ah, it's going to be bittersweet because I love having him on, but it's uh, under bittersweet conditions. It's going to be uh, we're going to be joined by the voice of Duke University baseball and women's basketball and about one hundred other sports on various regional sports TV entities. It's the great Chris Edwards. He is going to be live from Cary as he is. Uh, let me see what this was that he was telling me he's doing today. He is at USA Baseball today. Uh, their first game begins at 8, so and he's doing the public address for him. So we're going to be going about uh, 7.20 to about 7.55 or 20 minutes after this first hour until about five minutes into the second hour. So uh, looking forward to that. Lots and lots and lots to talk to him about as we're going to be talking about um, the college. Well, we'll probably, I can tell you, we're going to start with Oh, Duke season ending in uh, in the Super Regional this past uh, Monday against, uh, or was it Monday or was it Sunday? It was Sunday against uh, my University of Virginia Wahoos, and I got to tell you, I take no particular uh, pleasure in that. Yes, I'm a Wahoo fan. Yes, I'm a Virginia fan and hoping they'll do well in the College World Series this week. But I think I told uh, Linda this yesterday. Maybe it was John or Jonathan, somebody. I told somebody this yesterday. It's getting to the point where when I pull against Virginia, they win. It doesn't make any sense, but I did it in the uh, regional up in Charlottesville when ECU was up there and was really pulling hard for ECU to win those games because I really wanted ECU to make it to the College World Series. Virginia comes out and wins that. Then I pull for uh, Duke this past weekend in the Super Regional up in Charlottesville. Duke wins the first game, actually a very good first game, and uh, then just get blown out in the subsequent two games, and now Virginia's headed to to the uh, College World Series, which leads me to wonder, and this will be one of the things I I think I'm going to talk to Chris about when he joins us here on our Spence Automotive guest line is – do I need to start pulling against Virginia and everything? Because, I mean, this season is proven, and I've done it in past seasons too where, <coughs> I mean, the reason I was, <coughs> excuse me, the reason I was pulling for uh, Duke this past weekend was that I was hoping that they would, uh, that Chris would get to go to the College World Series for the first time ever. I mean, I know Duke's been there. It's been 50 years or whatever, but uh, Chris Edwards has never been there as a uh, as a commentator, as a uh, the play-by-play 
announcer for uh, Duke University. So I, I legitimately, and you can say what you want to, and, oh, Hanks, you're reverse, whatever. No, 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 I was legit pulling. I mean, listen, I love Virginia athletics. I mean, I've got a, I've got their ink in my skin, okay? But I uh, I don't know. I just was wanting to see uh, – I was wanting to see uh, Duke do it and be able to listen to Chris. And dude would be doing today's show with him live from Omaha. Uh, I, listen, live from Kerry's fine, but I really was wanting that for him. But unfortunately, they came up a little bit short. But we'll talk about uh, Duke University ending their season. We'll talk about uh, uh, a College World Series. I mean, we've got two ACC teams, three SEC teams. We've got uh, a very good, I'm telling you. Uh, a very good uh, College World Series is heading up uh, this week. We'll t- give you the schedule for that here in a little bit. But like I said, can't wait to talk to Chris Edwards about that, and that will be coming up here uh, in about 15 minutes or so here on today's show. But it is Wood Ducks Wednesday, Greg Clemens. You know it is. So helping us kick off our second hour is going to be the general manager of those Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, it's John Clemens. Uh, the dudes have – you want to talk about a busy week. The Down East Wood Ducks have a busy week here in front of them, uh, including a noon first pitch today. Uh, so we'll uh, be talking to him about that. Now, like I said, they have a noon first pitch today, so I can't keep him forever. So uh, we'll be, uh, like I said, we'll be talking to Clemens uh, in our second hour. So there you go. That's today's show. Chris Edwards here in our first hour. Uh, you know, and also I'm going to talk about this here a little bit in my monologue coming up here, but uh, uh, the Oakland A's, which I've kind of always had a little soft spot in my heart, and especially that was Chris Hatcher's last stop when he was, uh, you know, the longest tenured ba- uh, Major League Baseball player in Lenore County history. It started in Miami with the Florida Marlins. Maybe they switched their name to Miami when while he was down there. But then he uh, went to L.A., played for the Dodgers for a little bit, and ended up his career with Oakland A's and. Uh, like I said, I've always, they're one of those teams. I know John, Jonathan and I talk about being neutral and stuff. If it's a singer or a team or whatever, and I've always been Oakland A's neutral and maybe even pushing towards a little bit positive because, uh, I mean, I love their colors. I, especially with the underdog story they've had the past, I, I was going to say the past few years, but really just the past three or four years is almost a, uh, major league. If you remember the movie major league. It's almost that situation where uh, the owner <laughs> raised ticket prices and got rid of all their talent just to move the team. And instead of the uh, the Hollywood finish of uh, the Hollywood finish of uh, Major League, I mean, we've had the literal finish of what's going on with. Uh, uh, thank you, Linda. I appreciate it. Uh, I understand we're having some technical difficulties right now. And, uh, Linda, check with Pam, who, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know. I need to, someone who's listening over the air on the radio. I wonder if it's doing the same thing, too. We're having some difficulties right now. Uh, our Wi-Fi card here. Uh, thank you, U.S. Cellular. Uh, just kind of struggling with it a little bit. So, hopefully that will clear up here in a little bit. But uh, back to the Oakland A's. I, I've always just, I've found... Uh, I like them. I like the Oakland A's. I mean, I, again, probably on the positive side of neutral. I mean, they're not my team by any stretch. Uh, I do have a, a sweet, uh, warm up jacket that, uh, Chris Hatcher wore that uh, if you remember, he was so just generous as you know, Hatch is anyway. And, uh, 
he just decided to get rid of all his gear from all his stops. And it wasn't just to me. I mean, he did it. He put, he got on Facebook and just offered all this stuff, just giving it away to folks. Uh, he just didn't have any need for it and gave it away. And I got a, uh, I got some gear from him, including a sweet, majestic, uh, warm-up jacket that uh that he used at spring training and it is just amazing but so i mean like i said i i, I will get to that in here in a few minutes i kind of want to read a little bit from an espn report on uh the whole oakland a situation it was, they had a uh, reverse uh boycott yesterday and i've never really heard of one of those before i can understand boycotting a game you know not showing up but a reverse boycott showing up and man oakland fans showed up in uh in mass yesterday and you know what let me let's just go ahead and jump into this. This is uh, from Tim Cowan of uh, ESPN senior writer. He said on the same day the Nevada Senate voted to approve three hundred eighty million dollars of public money for a Las Vegas ballpark for the A's. Fans in Oakland held their long planned reverse boycott intended to fill the Oakland Coliseum and prove their worth to owner John Fisher and Major League Baseball. And uh, the timing felt cruel in a cosmic sort of way. It turned out to be a party without a celebration. In the South parking lot, fans lined up three hours before the game to grab one of the 7,000 green quote-unquote sale T-shirts provided by $39,000 in community donations and produced by Oaklandish, a local uh, clothing company. There was a taco truck and a DJ and tables set up for fans to make their own anti-Fisher signs. The, the game drew 27,759 fans. It's the largest home crowd of the season, and more than triple the team's home average of 8,555. Uh, the A's won 97 games in 2019. That was a fact that surprised me. And they made the postseason again in 2020 before Fisher began stripping the team of its young stars, reducing payroll to the lowest in baseball. Team raised ticket prices and did little to nothing to improve the fan experience as wins dwindled, then used poor attendance and the condition of the ballpark to justify its decision to seek a new home. Uh, the news of the Nevada vote cast a pall over what was expected to be a jubilant display of Oakland's ability to support its team. This is a quote. Uh, now we just want to let people vent their frustration, said Jorge Leon, the president of the Oakland 68s, a fan club that helped organize a protest. He wore a cell T-shirt and a wedding ring that inscribed Oakland in A's script. If it's set in stone that they're leaving for Las Vegas, I hope the mayor kicks them out. An A's fan who asked to be identified only as D said they have literally repelled the fan base. Leon said empty seats by design. So anyway, just uh, a great effort. Uh, yesterday and, and it looked good when you see the pictures when you saw the uh the wrap on uh sports center they actually did a pretty good job out there at uh in oakland and uh look like linda and i were going to uh we're going to you know we've got some vacation time coming up here uh, later this summer in fact in just a few weeks and at one point uh we were going to be in oakland for a day or two and that's what we were going to do we were going to go to an a's game uh, not doing it now uh, since our plans kind of changed a little bit. In fact, we're going to see a Mariners game, but that's a conversation for uh, a later day. I really want to go there. It's one of the few stadiums I've been in, uh, 26, 27 Major League Baseball stadiums in my life. But for whatever reason, Oakland is one of them that I haven't been to. And I was really looking forward to uh, going there and uh, just kind of, I was about to say soak up the atmosphere. Not that there's much atmosphere, but just uh, to be able to say that I've been in that stadium, not going to be able to do it now. And uh, just a, a little bit disappointed, a little bit disappointed. I'm not going to be able to do that. But uh, just very disappointed, like I said, for Oakland fans who 
did show up and they showed out yesterday in uh in uh Oakland for that reverse boycott. Again, I had never heard of a reverse boycott before. That's pretty cool. Uh got a big announcement to make. Uh very proud to announce you heard him yesterday here on the show. <laughs> Spence, you are right. We could Linda and I could have had uh I don't know if we'd have had the whole stadium to ourselves. But we would have had, uh, definitely, we would probably had a section to ourselves. And one of the things I was looking for, Spence, was uh, I was, we were going to buy tickets, of course, probably buy the cheapest tickets and just go sit anywhere we wanted to sit, obviously. Uh, but I wanted to get one of the upper sections and just sit by ourselves and uh, get somebody to get a picture of her and I sitting in an entire section by ourselves at uh, Oakland Alameda Stadium or whatever the name of the stadium is. I thought that would have been pretty cool. But uh, now it's not going to happen, and it really does look like. And I like what one of the fans said in that report that I just read. I really hope that uh, they kick them out, I mean, and make them have to go somewhere else and play for a year or something because that stadium in uh, Vegas is not going to be ready for a couple of years anyway. Yeah, indeed, Keith Spence, plenty of good seats still available. So, uh, man, I just I hate it for A's fans, and that's a pretty loyal fan base too. Until you get run out the way they have been here. Okay, uh, back to what I was starting to tell you. Uh, we got a big announcement to make. You heard him yesterday here on the show, Michael Martin. And uh, with the situation with Junius, as you know, uh, we have first-hour guests, uh, a rotating set of ro- uh, first-hour guests who are with us every day. On Mondays, it's uh, Mark Panicelli from 252 ESPN. On Tuesdays, it's uh, Richard Clark from the Carteret County News Times, CarolinaCoastOnline.com. Thursdays. It's our boy, Sugar Shane Albee, who I can't wait to hear today at the uh, baseball game at Historic Granger Stadium. On And on Fridays, it's Paul Whittington, our uh, NHL and NASCAR and uh, PBR expert. Uh, you know, we had Junius doing Wednesdays for us, obviously, with everything he's gone through. And he is still in the hospital uh, recovering from his brain surgery. That was three weeks ago yesterday. Uh, we've needed to fill that spot, uh, at least until he's able to come back. And I hope that's sooner rather than later, but, uh, Michael Martin is going to become our regular Wednesday, seven twenty guest. Uh, so, uh, beginning next week, he will, in fact, he will be doing it live, uh, from our studio, our, our, uh, plush, well, at home studio right here in, uh, in Kinston. And so we're very excited about that. Michael is, listen, every time I have Michael on, he brings the listeners. He has strong opinions. He's got a great radio voice and very excited about that. I, I Like I said, it's kind of bittersweet the way it's happening because, uh, you know, because of Junius being uh, out right now. But uh, like I said, we'll, we'll figure something out when Junius is well enough to come back and do this again. So uh, looking forward to that. Uh Michael Martin, one of the just absolute good guys. Looking forward to having him here on the show. No lack of things to talk about. Uh, whether he'll be joining us, it will be Wood Ducks Wednesdays, so you can count on us always talking about the Wood Ducks on uh, the Wednesdays that he's on and just everything else. He's our golf expert, and we don't have a golf expert. Never really had one. I mean, Chris Edwards coming up as uh, you know a, a semi-regular guest. Uh, so, you know, we'll talk to him about that a little bit too, along with all the college baseball and everything. And, uh, even pro baseball that we'll talk about, but, uh, man, it's going to be nice. Michael Martin, Eminem himself, the best dressed man in Kinston, 
the uh, car guy with a bow tie. Although the last three times he's been on the show and done the show live here, he's not had a bow tie on either time. And that's something I need to really point out with him. It's like, man, that's your nickname, man. You got to you gotta start wearing your bow tie. But anyway, he, uh, he looks good, man. The guy's lost a lot of weight. Uh, you, uh, and uh, just uh, excited about having him on here on the show. But every Wednesday beginning next week, Michael Martin, our regular Wednesday 720 expert, our uh, 720 guest, so uh, excited about that. So, again, uh, Monday's Mark Panicelli, Tuesday's Richard Clark, Wednesday's now Michael Martin, Thursday's Shane Albee, Friday's uh, Paul Whittington. Lock it in, 720, Monday through Friday. Those are our uh, our regular guests. Okay, uh, I got to tell you about tomorrow's show. Uh, very excited about it, man. Uh in our first hour tomorrow, obviously, as we just said, uh, Sugar Shane Albee, uh, we'll be talking to him about everything Wood Ducks. Uh, we'll wrap up the NCAA uh, Division II World Series, which took place up in Cary. He'll be able to give us uh, all that uh, info that happened on that, find out who won that. That's our first hour. And then, man, in our second hour, I don't know if it gets more powerful than this. We're going to have live here in our studio, Linda Rouse Sutton, from uh, the Lenore County Board of Commissioners. She is the chair of those commissioners, so excited to have her live in here. But wait, wait, there's more. Rob Bazell of the Busy Bee uh, fishing team, I guess, uh, <laughs> of the Busy Bee fishing team down in uh, at the Big Rock, uh, down at the coast. He's going to be joining us uh, live from down there tomorrow morning, uh, right at eight o'clock. So, uh, Linda Rouse Sutton, Rob Bazell tomorrow. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so how, how about that for a show for you tomorrow? But today's show is even better, man. Let me tell you, uh, uh, down East wood ducks. They we're going to talk a lot about this with, uh, John in our second hour. They won their fifth game in a row yesterday at Granger stadium over the visiting Kannapolis cannonballers started the first game of a seven game series. Uh, they won that game and, uh, like I said, five straight wins in a row. They play, uh, they are five games ahead of the hated Carolina Mudcats in the, uh, Carolina league North. The Woodies play a uh, game two of that seven game series. It begins at noon today. It's winning Wednesday. It's wine Wednesday. It's camp day, uh, at historic Granger stadium. Again, that first pitch is at noon today. Very excited about that. Uh, tomorrow is a double header beginning at five. It's Thursday, Thursday, Friday. It'll be fireworks Friday. That game starts at seven. There will be a grilling spatula giveaway on, uh, on Saturday at five. It's also, we're celebrating Linda's birthday and I'll tell, we'll talk more about that when we get into our second hour and then it'll be dogs and dogs day on Saturday, on Sunday at one o'clock. Listen for tickets, go to woodducksbaseball.com or visit the team's box office at Historic Granger Stadium. Uh, the Kenston Wingman, they were off last night. However, they're at home today at 5 o'clock, taking on the Gliders. You know what? You want to watch some baseball. You want to overdose on some baseball today. Go out to Historic Granger Stadium today at noon. Watch the Wood Ducks. Then get over to LCC at 5 today and watch the Gliders. And, uh, man, the, the only thing that would make it perfect is if, uh, if Post 43 was playing today at home, too. They are at home Friday, though. But uh, there you go. You can watch two full baseball games today uh, in uh, right here in Kenston. Two, uh, one professional, one semi-professional game. Have a ton of fun with that. Kenston Wingman, like I said, today at home at 5 o'clock against the Gliders. They are at 
River City tomorrow, but they're back home versus the Fayetteville Shoots on Saturday. So two chances to see the wingman here uh, this week, too. The American Legion Post 43, they played Plymouth uh, in a league game. And listen, uh, got to thank uh, Ty Eason. Uh, he has sent me those results. Uh, they uh, lost 8-2 to two last night against Plymouth. They struck out 10 times, hit 8 fly balls. He said, not a good showing for us. Reed Davis, a rising South North freshman, hit two hard hits on the night. Pretty much he was the only highlight there. But, uh, uh, and uh, some news from him, too, uh, as we're breaking it right here. Uh, they are scheduled to play at home Friday against Garner, and they were supposed to be at home against Wayne County on Saturday at 7. But there's a chance that those games might get banged. So uh, just uh, stay tuned with us. Uh, stay tuned with us. We'll let you know about that for sure, okay? But, uh, again, like I said, the American Legion team now four and six overall for the season. Hey, uh, the College World Series, we're going to be talking to uh, our good friend Chris Edwards about that here in a moment. Stanley Cup, it's over. All the winter sports are now over Vegas last night. A 9-3 to three victory over uh, Florida. Just, uh, man, just a, a tough, tough game uh, for uh, Florida last night. But congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. Six seasons after they enter the uh, league, they uh, enter the NHL. They are now champions. How about that? That is uh, that is crazy. So uh, congratulations. I don't know, really know any Vegas Golden Knight fans, but if you are a Vegas Golden Knight fan, congratulations. You are a Stanley Cup champion. Okay, uh, listen, thank you to Lenore Community College. For 65 years, LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. Thanks again so much to Richie Honeycutt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College, for being the uh, title sponsor of the Brian Hanks Show and joining us right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. I'm excited about talking to you, dude, but it is bittersweet. I, I'm People don't believe me when I tell them this, Chris, but it's the truth. I was pulling for your Duke Blue Devils uh, last or, or over the weekend up in Charlottesville because for selfish reasons, I mean, I wanted to talk to you live from Omaha this week, dude. It's Chris Edwards from Duke University Baseball and a thousand other things that he does, including being the public address voice at uh, USA Baseball uh, today. How are you doing today, my friend? Maybe you didn't cheer hard enough for the Blue Devils. <laughs> that might have been my problem, dude. That absolutely... Hey, listen, let me tell you something. Your uh, your uh, biggest fan, Scott Whittington, and I, we listened. Uh, now, I'll admit, now, game two, it got away. And, uh, well, game three did also. But uh, we listened to you pretty much all of game one, the, that huge win. We got to listen to you uh, get all giddy like a like a school <laughs> – like a school, like a schoolgirl, it was awesome. Game two, we listened to the first several innings, and then uh, Scott got so frustrated he went on a walk. <laughs> well, well, uh, one, I sounded like a hyena probably in game one with the way that thing ended, uh, and then two, once the game kind of 
got to a wider margin. Duke threw some down-the-line guys, some uh, not high-leverage guys trying to preserve the pitching for Sunday. And then, obviously, Virginia is just really daggone good, man. That's a really well-coached ball club. They're, they're a complete team, and they're going to Omaha for, what, the sixth time in program history. There's a reason uh, Brad O'Connor does a heck of a job, but they've got a great shot to win the whole thing this week and next week out in uh, Omaha. Well, we're going to break that down, and uh, I'm going to get your opinions on all eight teams that are in the College World Series uh, that begins on Friday. But I, but before we do that, there's a couple other things I wanted to hear first. And first, just and, and I t- and I texted you this, and I hope you don't mind mm-hmm. me sharing uh, what I said with you. But but I meant it sincerely, dude. I just your professionalism, and and I'm not just blowing smoke uh, smoke up your butt here or anything. And I mean that, dude. You just. You are so professional. You could hear the pain in your voice, and I'm talking about after the game three loss and when you wrapped everything up. Which, by the way, dude, I got to get. I don't know if you even knew this was going to happen or not, but uh, you were on Sirius XM channel 84 again, dude. Which I heard you on, dude, during women's basketball season. I heard you a couple of times on there, maybe even three or four times total. I know at least twice, and then during baseball season, heard you at least three or four times, including uh, Sunday's uh, clinching game three. Hey. What is it? I mean, you know you've got a good audience, and Duke baseball, you have really, i got to tell you, man, between you uh, calling their games and the success of the team over the last 11 years, you've developed quite a, a, a listenership. I know that you have, but it's got to be a little more, or I don't know, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. Is it more special when you know that uh, you're going out uh, across the world on Sirius XM? Yeah, that's really special. And like with the Varsity Network app, too, I didn't, to your point, I didn't even know we were on Sirius until you texted. Um, had no idea that any of the games were on Sirius XM. So I'm just doing the game like I normally do. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter if there's a thousand people listening or one person listening, right? Like you're, you're doing the game. The way I approach a game, especially a baseball game, is I want it to sound like I'm sitting there talking to you like this, right? I want it to be like we're having a conversation and there's a ball game going on. We're talking about something. Oh, there's a ground ball to second base. Oh, there's a strikeout. Oh, there's a home run. Something like that. Um, but it is special. And I think that's the that's the hardest part too, is because you talk, you get to know a lot of people that you listen to. If you listen to broadcasts, like you have, I invite people to email or tweet or whatever, and you develop kind of a relationship with these people, and with our audience, with our players, with our parents, with our staff. You see these guys every single day. They explain they become your family, and that's the hardest part of the whole thing is that it ends so abruptly. You know, like baseball. Is melodic it's every day it's the rhythm of the game that you know you're going to see these guys seven six seven times a week and then you don't see them again for six months and that's the hardest part because you're with these people for so long and you root so hard for them and you feel like you're part of their success and you take the failures and the losses too and that's just the most difficult part of our sport is how abruptly everything ends so we're getting over it and we're moving on to what's next and we're excited about next year because the blue devils could be pretty dang on good and you broke that down over the last few innings. Like I said, I listened to the last two and a half innings uh, on Sirius XM. Listened to, and it's one of those things too. You'll you'll get a kick out of it. You know, I had to go somewhere. I had to drive somewhere, so you know I'm going through the channels. And we don't have a a Duke uh, uh, affiliate down here in Kenston or in Lenore County. And I was going to actually just pull you up, like you said, on the Varsity app or on your Duke app, whatever it is. Or on uh, uh, what is the one that? Anyway, I was going to listen to you through my phone. And before I did that, though, I went through the, uh, you know, I was going through the sports channels on Sirius XM and then heard your voice, dude, and, and my heart, it just leapt. It leapt, Chris. <laughs> 
you're probably the only one. No, whatever, man. <laughs> or, but I, I got to ask you, man, when you get that deep in a game, and as someone, yeah. I, you, dude, and I often say this when football season rolls around, who taught me how to do football? It was you. I mean, I use your uh, the way that you set up your board, not just your board, but your cards and everything. I mean, I, I'm a Chris Edwards uh, disciple. Let's just leave it at that, okay? <laughs> but I've got to ask you as someone who does football, and, you know, and I've been part of blowouts too, but in a game like this where you knew in the last couple innings, I mean, this game is over and you were already, you know, you're already starting to set up next year. What are the, what are the emotions that you're going through? I mean, I, yeah, you know, you're setting it up for everybody else, but well, what is it like for you when you know, I mean, and you were very realistic about it that, you know, especially when it got down to the last inning or so that, Hey, uh, there's an inning left in the season. I think you said that at one point or something like that to that, you know, to that tune. What is it like for you when you get down to those uh, final couple innings and you know, definitively, this is it. Yeah, it, it, it's emotional because you're so close. And this was the third time in the last five years that Duke has been that close. A win away from Omaha, you know, at 18, went away. At 19, a went away. And now in 2023, another went away. And you're just – I'm hurt because, to your point, you know, this, this was year 11 with Duke baseball. And I owe everything I have professionally to Chris Pollard, the head baseball coach. I mean, he's the one that – hired me, took a chance on a 20-something-year-old kid that didn't have a reason to, to have that job at 20-something years old. It, um, it's emotional because you're hurt for them because you know how hard they work, meaning the staff and the players. You're hurt for yourself a little bit because selfishly, like, you want to go to Omaha um, and you're, you're for everybody. And like I said, you're with these people every day. And I, I got emotional. I don't know if you could tell. I hope you you really, you tell, really couldn't tell no but go ahead I, I i was fighting it hard uh i was fighting the tears hard and uh and, and like i don't usually get that emotional about a season ending you know because like last year we were not very good and you're you're kind of glad to see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel just because you know 22 wins you're like oh my gosh like are we ever going to get to the finish line here uh and then like this year you didn't want it to end because you had so much fun not if you didn't have fun last year but you just loved being around this group you love being around the people and, and it was hard. I got emotional, and um, I'm not. A, I was able to hold it together until we got home, and then I got off the bus uh, back in Durham about 7:45, and walking to the car uh, away from everybody, I just lost it because, like you, you know, you're going to miss these people, and this group is never going to be together ever again. There might be, you know, some guys that come back off that team from next year, but this iteration of Duke baseball is never going to be together again, and you're hurt for everybody that, you know, you're not going to be able to be together and this group's not going to be able to, to make it to Omaha. And that's the saddest part for me is that, you know, I don't get to talk to these people again for another six months. And, you know, maybe that means that you care. Maybe that means that, that you're you're invested. And you, at least for me, I've always wanted to be part of something bigger than myself. And that's what that is. It's something bigger than myself. I'm a small part uh, of this bigger puzzle. And I said it on the air and I'll say it to anybody who listens, it's not a matter of, of if Duke gets to Omaha, it's just a matter of when does it happen because they're going to keep knocking on that door, and eventually that door is going to come down, and they're going to get there. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't this year, but maybe it could be next year. Well, there you go. And uh, again, I I guess I'll go a little lighthearted here, Chris. But you and it's Chris Edwards, voice of Duke University. <clears throat> Excuse me, voice of Duke. You know, I had a frog in my throat there, Chris. You got me <laughs> emotional, man. But. Uh, the voice of Duke University baseball, and uh, I here's an anomaly, dude. I pull, and I told you this when I had you on last week, dude. 
Uh, when ECU was in the Charlottesville Regional, dude, I was pulling hard for ECU. I wanted to see ECU. Well, a, I wanted to see I, – I really want to see ECU make it to a College World Series. We won't beat that drum mm-hmm. again. I really – you know, I think, like you just said about Duke, I really think ECU is just banging on that door, and one day it's going to yep. happen. But I was pulling for ECU over my beloved Wahoos. What happens? Virginia wins. This past weekend, and again, you can ask uh, Kenston's son and Chris Edwards' uh, fan club president, Scott Whittington, and he'll tell you that uh, I was pulling hard for Duke. I mean, we're sitting in my man cave all decked out, eating chips, listening to you. Dude, he had it timed perfectly because uh, the TV was about somewhere between 20 to 25 seconds ahead of your call. So, dude, he got it down perfect with, uh, you know, with the, the pause thing and everything on my direct TV. So, dude... I was so proud of him because he did it like uh, first try both times that he tried wow. to do it. And it was awesome, man. It was awesome. When I do it, I basically I, I have to listen to you about 20, 25, 6. So I see it already on TV. <laughs> then I know what I'm getting ready to hear you say. But my point being is, dude, I pull against Virginia uh, both of these past weekends, and now they're in the College World Series. Uh, for, with your professional opinion, Chris Edwards, do I need to start pulling against Virginia and everything? Apparently so, yes. If you want them to win the national title, I'd pull for everybody else. Dude, I, I well, I can't pull for them again. I can't pull for Florida, man. I'm just, I, I hate the SEC, man. Even though Virginia may be a member of the SEC before all is said and done. Uh, no. no. You don't think so? No, they'll go to the Big Ten. Really? Okay. Yeah. No idea we were going to go down this road. Can you talk about this? I, that's just what I think. I think the Big Ten values academics a little more than perhaps the Southeastern Conference does. Wait a minute. Uh, wait even a minute though, does the SEC value academics other well, than you Vanderbilt? Know, just, <laughs> you know, it just means more. Brian. <laughs> oh, dude, hold on, hold on. i got to get you a laugh track here because you deserve it. Hold on. Uh... Yeah, yeah, that was very yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank will, you. Will you be here all week? Uh, uh, yeah, all week this week. Yeah, next week I got another engagement. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was trying um, to do. I was no. trying to do the. You know, you're a comedian. I'll be here all night. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. tip your waiters uh, and waitresses. Yeah. yeah. Well, please do also do tip your waiters and waitresses. They work hard. <laughs> um, but no, like, I don't. I don't know. That's just me being speculative. I I don't think anything's going to happen for another five to seven years. So we can we can you know talk all we want, but all it is is just conjecture. We don't know anything. I have no idea. That's way above my pay grade. And I'm kind of glad that it is too. Yeah. Well, I it it just and it'll just come up at the weirdest time. What it was three or four months ago, we hadn't heard about this in a couple of years at least, and then just out of the blue, oh, North Carolina and Virginia and what Florida State, Clemson, I think, were being courted by uh, both the SEC and the Big Ten, and I don't know, dude. Dude, you want to talk about breaking somebody's heart, dude? I've been an ACC. I'm 54 years old. Okay, I'm a lot older than you are, Chris, but. I mean, that's all I have known is ACC my entire life, dude. I can't even fathom. I can't even wrap my mind around Virginia and Carolina or anybody, any of these old stalwart ACC programs leaving to uh, go either to the SEC or Big Ten, dude. No, I can't either. And I mean, I was talking to somebody about it the other day, even with like the transfer portal and NIL, it's, it's totally different than the college sports that I grew up on and fell in love with. And it's just, it's a different game now. And it's, it's sad. I mean, I, look, I get that everything changes, right? That things evolve. That you know, the only thing consistent in life is change. I understand all that, but man, it's a 
I still think of Maryland as an ACC school. I was I talking to too. somebody last week too. who was like, man, I still think of South Carolina as an ACC school. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not that old. Uh, but I, I still remember Gary Williams and Juan Dixon and Maryland winning the national titles and all the battles that they had in basketball down Tobacco Road. So maybe I'm just old and I'm stuck in my ways and I'm just a curmudgeon. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Hopefully nothing changes and the ACC can figure it out with this new revenue-sharing agreement or whatever we're doing. I don't. I try not to get into it because it stresses me out. <laughs> it does me too, man. That voice you're listening to is Chris Edwards uh, here on the Brian Hanks Show this morning. Uh, we are talking. Uh, well, right now we're talking college athletics. I want to switch lanes before we get into the College World Series. A story that came out yesterday, and I, and I know you're up to your eyeballs with everything that you do, but did you see what happened in Oakland last night? Uh, no, I don't think I, oh yeah. With the, um, with the rally, the reverse boycott. Yeah. I had never even yeah. heard of a reverse boycott before. And, uh, and I, listen, I, this is what I, I, I said in my monologue before I pulled you up today, Chris, I mean, I, I don't get it twisted. I'm not trying to act like I'm an Oakland athletics fan, but, but I'm Oakland athletics positive. Okay. I mean, I'm, I don't hate them. I'm, they're not my favorite team, but dude, I, you know, especially everything that's been going with them with the last couple of years, <sighs> And, and I did it, and I talked about it, like I said before, I brought you up. Uh, ESPN.com has a pretty good story on what happened last night. It's got some good background history. As a baseball purist, and you are, I mean, you are one of oh, the I baseball am. purists that I know. And and I know someone that's listening, especially an old-timer like Keith Spencer, somebody's going to go, well, if you're an old-timer, Hanks, you know the athletics were in Kansas City and then even in Philadelphia before that, before they mm-hmm. got to Oakland. But, but. The Oakland Athletics have had a very healthy history, a very proud history in Oakland. And what this owner has done to me, I got to tell you, Chris, it's almost like the it's like they took the uh, the game plan or the uh, script to Major League, the movie Major League, and they tried to make it play out here in Oakland. And doggone, the fans haven't rallied except for last night. It's just a, the They've done everything they've wanted to do to destroy baseball in Oakland, and that makes me sad. I wanted to get your thoughts on that before we got into College World Series. I think sad is the perfect word to describe it because it is sad. I mean, the fact that they've basically done a salary dump, that they're not competitive, they've put no money into the Coliseum, whatever it's called now. You know, I think of it as the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. It's not called that now, whatever it is, right? But it's just it's really sad that they – they being the ownership of the A's, don't put more money into it. And now they're trying to go to Vegas. And I saw last night where Vegas is not going to make Oakland have a salary cap or not going to have a, a bottom tier of a salary cap so they could go to Vegas and do this same thing and be terrible. And I just don't see it playing out well in Vegas. I, I think that the best case scenario is that that owner ends up selling the team, but I don't see that happening either. It's just really, really sad. Well, it just – it's – it's disgusting to me. Uh, like I said, it's all right for a, a movie uh, thesis or a, a movie script like what you have with Major League, and mm-hmm. but for it to actually be playing out in real life, and it really is. I mean, that owner has done everything they can to destroy that team, destroy the fan base, and it was awesome last night. I saw the uh, – I watched it on SportsCenter. Like I said, I read the story, saw the pictures. And 27,000 fans there last night, dude. So they you can have fans in Oakland – 
just I, I don't know, man. It just it breaks my heart, and and I'm with you. I <clears throat> I agree wholeheartedly with you. I yes, the vote the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, who ironically won the Stanley Cup last night and wrapped that thing up last night. Completely different situation than even uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, who I don't think are going to be very good again. Uh, and then even like you're saying with the Ve- I can't even say Las Vegas Athletics or Las Vegas A's, man. It just it 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 just comes out of the mouth wrong, doesn't it? It does. It absolutely does. And I guess you could say the same thing about, you know, there's other teams that have expanded, right? And we got used to that, like the more, the Tampa Bay Rays, right? We t- took a while to get rid of uh, Tampa Bay, you know, the, the Nationals. So I know you're a big Nats guy, but it took a little while to get used to the Nats, right? We would get used to it. But I just don't see baseball being a fit in Vegas because it's such a transient town. It's such a tourism town. And you're going to tell me that people are going to come to Vegas to go watch their favorite baseball team? Come on. Uh, no way. Well, I tell you what, it's more. Okay, no, no. I agree with you. Let me just say this, though. NFL, it works a little bit more because, dude, if you're a, if you're like Scott and you're a Baltimore Ravens fan and the Ravens yeah. are going to Vegas, I mean, you're only doing that eight or nine times a year. That's a, eight or nine times sure. a year is a lot different than 81 home games a year, isn't it? Correct. And, like, you know, let's say that you're a, a fan of a team that's in the AOS that's going to go to Oakland five or six times, right? Where you're not going to go or go to Vegas five or six times. You're not going to go to Vegas five times for every single one of the games. You know, you're going to go to Vegas maybe once for a weekend and you're going to go to one baseball game, right? Like that's just a small part of your one trip to Vegas. And so for Oakland, I think they're going to average 30,000 people in Vegas is unrealistic to me. I agree with you, and that's the size stadium that they're building, too. What, what do you think, and dude, you know, every time I get you on, we go all over the world. I hope you don't mind. But why do you think the Golden Knights have been so successful, other than, obviously, their success on the ice and their six years of existence? I think that's a big part of it is that they, okay. they have a blueprint for success, and they are successful, and people are drawn to winners, right? And I, I think that's a huge part of it. I also think that it's not as hard to get people into the building for 30-something home games, right? Like, okay going to a Vegas game, that's like going to see Siegfried and Roy or David Copperfield, right? I mean, because it is. But, so it's because you don't, you don't play every single night. You're not at home every single night. It's kind of like the NFL. Hey, I'm going to Vegas for a long weekend. I've spent too much money already. I need, I need to try to do something where it's not going to cost me an arm and a leg. So you're going to go to a hockey game. And nothing wrong with that, but it's just easier to do that than it is to go watch a baseball game for four nights in a row. You're right about that. Again, that voice list through Chris Edwards. I promise we're getting into College World Series, but i got to tell you this. You know Jonathan Massey, obviously. You remember him from uh, our our holiday invitational days. Well, we're going to go – we've seen you two all over the place. We've seen him in Pittsburgh. We've seen him in uh, Raleigh, obviously. We saw him in St. Louis several years ago. We're going to see him in Vegas for their uh, residency at the Spear or at the MGM Spear. Uh, And so – we're seeing them on a Friday night. We're like, hey, let's extend out our weekend and uh, go see a Raiders game, dude. You want to guess what the cheapest seats are to get? And this is October 13th. They play the New England Patriots. Who they're, New England's not expected to do anything. Vegas isn't either. You want to guess how much it costs just to get into that stadium uh, for, an, uh, for a random game six against the New England Patriots, Chris Edwards? Probably Four to six hundred dollars. A little less than that, but it's three fifty. But dude, that's nosebleed oh. seats are three fifty. Mm. <coughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, we're gonna but we're gonna support baseball. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. 
Exactly. Chris Edwards on the line with us here. We've got him for about another 10 minutes or so. Is uh, Tell us what you're doing real quick before we get into the uh, uh, College World Series here. Well, Your well, season you, you is know, over, obviously, with Duke. But what, what are you doing uh, this week? Well, you know, I have voice will travel. So I spend my, <laughs> my most of my mornings in the summer over here. I uh, carry at the USA Complex. I do the public address for one of the fields, the main stadium field for most of these uh, USA baseball games. And doing some games in Holly Springs, the Coastal Plain League, the Salamanders, I'll do the play-by-play for their home games too. So have a game tonight, three USA baseball games this morning, uh, Salamanders game tonight. So have voice, we'll travel. It's kind of the way I look at it. On a very, very serious level, and I'm asking this, how do you keep your voice going during times like this? Dude, I mean, I know I would do a Wood Ducks game, you know, do the radio in the morning, do a Wood Ducks game at night, dude, and I do three or four days of that in a row, and – uh, and you know, and I like to, you know, you know, uh, yap during the day too, dude. Mm-hmm. And I would find myself getting a little, uh, you know, the, the throat getting a little scratchy. How do you get, as you coughed? Hey, thanks for the courtesy yeah. cough. I appreciate yeah, that. You're dude. welcome. But how you're do welcome. you, you're doing radio with somebody in Kinston right now with everything else you got going on too, dude. How do you keep the voice? Um, I, luckily it, it kind of works itself out. I guess it's used to the, <laughs> the, the torment that I put on my poor vocal cords. Uh, a lot of hot tea. I have okay, found, okay. thanks thanks to uh, our head women's basketball coach, Carol Lawson, uh, Kara turned me on to this uh, herbal tea that she used when she worked for ESPN and worked for the Wizards. So I have been a big proponent of this herbal tea from this uh, place in Nashville that I ordered it from. Um, and when I start to get a little raspy, I, I go to the, the herbal tea. It's uh, Sing Tea, by the, and the name of the company is High Garden out of Nashville. You can order it on their website. Uh, I don't get any royalties from that, but if you need some tea, it's really good. <laughs> Um, so I use that and then I, I try to, I try to rest when I can. Uh, the worst is kind of what's going on right now. You got a little bit of a cold, a little bit of like a, some sinus drainage going on. So the throat's a little scratchy. So we're, we're doubling up on the tea and the honey and the cough drops this week. Well, there you go. Well, we, uh, makes me even appreciate you a little bit more, Chris. Okay. No, man, we just got to do what we got to do. We're professionals here, right? We just got to grind through. Nobody cares that you don't feel good. You know, people listen to me and listen to sports because they're trying to escape the problems they have going on in their life. And you know what? I'm not out here curing cancer. I'm not out here doing brain surgery. I'm out here talking about baseball, talking about sports. And how many people would give their right arm to do that? So it's not lost on me how fortunate I am. So I'm not going to complain about stuff like that. Dude, you're the best, man. Let's jump into College World Series uh, in, uh, in bracket one starting this Friday at 2 o'clock. You can watch all these games on ESPN. But uh, TCU takes on Oral Roberts. And uh, before the season even started, I can imagine, but, you know, TCU was a preseason uh, thought to be, they were going to be an all right team. Dude, there's nobody outside of, I don't even know where Oral Roberts is located, <laughs> but wherever Oral Roberts is located, it's, there's it's nobody. In, it's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. No way. I yeah. knew it was Midwest, but I didn't realize it. So, that, well, that's a long trip for them then. But uh, TCU, real- tell me about TCU and Oral Roberts. Don't know a ton about TCU other than the fact they lost two out of three to Florida State early in the year. We know how bad Florida State was. Um, And then they want to say they lost two of three to UNCW as well. I could be wrong. I think I'm pretty sure they lost two of three to UNCW, but that was early in the year. Kirk Sarluth, new coach, replacing Jim Swashnagel, who went to Texas A&M a couple years ago, has obviously got that team playing well. Um, I didn't watch a lot of TCU against Oral Roberts just because we had our own stuff going on. But, man, hard to argue against the story Oral Roberts is, right? Just the way that they played Oregon, those three really incredible games. So they blew the big lead on Friday and then came back and won on Saturday and then won again on Sunday. I don't think Oral Roberts is going to win the whole thing, but I think if you're Oral Roberts, you're, you're probably just happy to be there. There are two teams, I think, in Omaha, two times kind of teams. 
teams that can win the whole thing and teams that are just happy to be there. <laughs> and I feel like Will Roberts might just be happy to be there. So hopefully they can go one and two and make a little bit of noise. But I don't foresee either one of these teams winning the national championship. Well, still, a number four in their region, a number four team making it this far, that's just good for them, good for Oral Roberts. Okay, yeah, 7 o'clock game. We'll, we'll breeze through this one real quick, dude. Uh, Florida versus Virginia, dude. Uh, I don't know a ton about Florida. They're really good, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so I know a lot about Virginia. I told you last week the top to bottom of their lineup might be the best that I've seen in the ACC, and that's including Wake Forest. Um, I really think Virginia is going to come out of this bracket play for the national championship. Wow, and that's the way it's kind of this way I kind of look at it. And bear in mind, I don't have half the I don't have two percent of the expertise in college baseball that you have, Chris. But but I was pleased to see Oral Roberts, TCU, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Florida. I mean, Florida, not the SEC champs, so obviously a very solid team. But man, if they can just you know if they're going to face if they're going to win, they're going to have to face Florida twice, don't you think? Sure, I agree. Yeah, they are. And they've got the arms and they've got the, the bats. Virginia is one, one of the most complete teams that I've seen all year long. So I, I can really see Virginia getting out of that and playing in that national championship series. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, you know what? I think I'm pulling for Florida, though, okay? Yeah, pull for Florida for you. Yeah, you need to pull for Florida. <laughs> Very good. Let's go down, Coach. So you've got Virginia coming out of that bracket. Let's look down at the uh, bracket, too. And hey, listen, you're not the only one, Chris. I mean, a lot of folks have said, you know, listen, hey, Props to Wake Forest, props to the job they did this year. I mean that, hey, they're a solid team, but, man, what they did against Alabama over the weekend and especially in the clinching game, mm-hmm. man, this Demon Deacons team, they – remember how you and I talked about Tennessee last year? And, yes, we're going to get to Tennessee here in a moment, but remember how we talked about Tennessee last year where I gave you the field and I would take Tennessee, and obviously you won since they didn't even make it out of their own regional. That's kind of how I feel about Wake Forest right now, yep. Chris. Am, am I being unrealistic? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think Wake's one of the most complete teams in the country. I mean, what they've done offensively, some of those numbers are skewed because of the ballpark that they play in. I think that ballpark in Winston-Salem makes Williamsport play big. Um, <laughs> wow. But, but, what they've, but what they've done from a pitching standpoint in that conference, in, in that ballpark, to be the best ERA nationally, to be able to have a, a, what, a three-something staff ERA in that ballpark, to be the number one RPI team in the country, Really impressive what Tom Walter has done. I mean, they've been building to this season for a while, and they were clearing away the best team in the ACC during the regular season. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I think it sets up nice for Wake Forest out of this bracket just because they won't have to face Paul Skeens, uh, at least early. They may have to face Skeens later. But they could get to a de facto regional or, or bracket championship without having to face LSU's best. We'll see how it plays out, but... I think it's either going to be LSU or Wake Forest coming out of that bracket on that side. Well, very good. Uh, what do you know about Stanford? Not a lot. I know that they, I know that they broke Texas's heart the way that they won the ball game on Monday night. <laughs> uh, I was watching that and felt awful for one of, my, as you know, one of my best friends in baseball on staff at Texas, and just the way that ball game ended was just brutal. But did you see the kid for Stanford to like 150 something pitches a complete game the other night? Um, what they've were got they arms. Thinking what were the, but still. <sighs> Well, I mean, I, man, I know you're I, trying I get, to get to the College World Series, but dude, you got to also think about this kid's future too. You know, well, but yeah, now, now, and I am one. I tend to agree with you nine times out of ten. This was my one exception because okay, okay. This, this kid was drafted in the seventeenth round last year, elected to come back. Probably not a big prospect for pro ball. 
last time he's ever going to pitch out in Palo Alto, trying to pitch his team. He came back to school to try to win a championship. So if the kid wants to go 156 pitches, let him go 156 pitches. Okay. Like it's one thing if it's you know Carlos Rodon, right, or if it's Paul Skeens. It, but it's different with this kid, right? Like this, this kid is the epitome of college baseball, and that's what he and that's what he wanted to do. So. And look, Dave Esker, one of the best guys in college baseball. I got to know him a little bit when he was at Cal. Um, we played Cal a couple years in a row. Really phenomenal guy, great baseball coach. So I, I had no big issues with it, um, just because I don't think that guy is so hard enough to break the plane of, paint of glass, <laughs> you know. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't have a huge problem with it. But like Stanford, man, they're a good ball club. I mean, that that side of the bracket was. Wake and Stanford and LSU and Tennessee. It's like murderer's road. Yeah. I mean, that is a really complete side of the bracket. Well, there you go. Well, uh, Wake Forest, Stanford, that is uh, Saturday at 2 o'clock and 7 o'clock. I, I, yes, it's all SEC. Yes, uh, uh, what is it you like to say, uh, Chris? It just means more, which I know just is, means more. <laughs> it's their, their logo or whatever. But I, I got to tell you, dude, for to, to complete the first round or whatever you want to call it of uh, games in the College World Series, it's hard. It's going to be hard to find a better game than LSU versus Tennessee, dude. I know it is. It is, and I think LSU is just really complete. And I think they figured out some things outside of Paul's game from a pitching standpoint. Their bullpen is pretty deep. I like LSU. I really do. I think it's going to come down to LSU and Wake Forest on that side of the bracket. Okay. Then okay, we've got a minute or so left here. Then it's uh, LSU uh, versus Wake. Who wins out of that? Uh, give me. How about this? I'm going to be a homer for a second. Give me Wake against Virginia in the national championship series. O M G, dude! I will barely be able to contain myself. Now I'll be pulling for the Demon Deacons. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fine. I think that I think the, the, I think the who's got a good shot. Now let's say Virginia wins this whole thing. You you've got to be my my fan advisor here. Okay. Am I allowed to even wear Virginia National Championship 2023 shirt or hat or anything? If I pull, no, 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 no. If I pulled against them the entire time, well, you're just making a business decision. You're helping out the team by pulling against them, so you did your part. So yes, you're allowed to wear it. Okay, well, I just needed to know because uh, you know I, uh, I take people who listen to this show and know how much I bleed. Uh, you know the orange and blue uh, there. I may have people calling me a hypocrite, I guess is what I'm trying to say, Chris. I'll be I'll be on your side, Brian. Tell them to come talk to me. <laughs> I definitely will. Listen, Chris Edwards, I know you're like you told you gave us your schedule, you're super busy, things going on, you're at uh, USA baseball this week. Oh, by the way, uh, tell our good friend Sherry Massengill we said hello, okay? I sure will. She's the best. She is absolutely the best, and uh, with the possibility, this is what I'll leave you with this: with the possibility that uh, Kinston may be going CPL in twenty five potentially or twenty six, I'm excited for that potential of being able to see Sherry again with the Holly Springs Salamanders. And I know you only do home games, dude. You you would have to do at least one. I think we could talk Sherry into uh, you coming down to Kinston and doing a Holly Springs versus Kinston we, game in CPL. We can make that happen. We got to get you and uh, and Scott up to Holly Springs for a game this summer. We're going to listen. Count on it. Now I'm busy a lot this summer. Like I said, I've got. We're actually going to DC. You'll like us to go see the. Uh, 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 oh my God, the uh, the the Nationals. Why can I not remember the name? We're going to see the Nationals because they're bad. <laughs> yeah, that that too. Uh, and then we're going. Uh, Linda and I are going to Alaska later this summer too for a week. Uh, exactly. 
Uh, you can't hide money, man. But uh, no, you can't. You got, you got all of it. <laughs> there you go. But I promise we're going to get up there. Listen, Chris Edwards, you are the best. Thank you so much for joining us this morning here on the Brian Hanks Show. Have fun with all your summer stuff. We'll talk to you later, man. Okay. Brian, can't wait. Thanks for having me on as always. You are the best. That is Chris Edwards uh, from Duke University, and. Uh, uh, everything that he does. You heard what his busy schedule is. And for him to find some time to join us here this morning on the Brian Hank show, we really do appreciate him. Okay. We're wrapping up our first hour here on today's show. Uh, I want to dive a little bit more into, uh, we're going to talk about the down East wood ducks here in our next hour with John Clemens. Very excited about that as, uh, he'll be joining us uh, a couple of minutes into our, uh, second hour here on the Brian Hanks show, but again, want to thank, uh, Chris Edwards for joining us there. Hey, uh, we, we kind of dove over. We'll talk, like I said, we'll talk wood ducks more and we'll break down everything they've got going on this week, a seven game week. Uh, but they're on a five game winning streak right now. They have won 11 of their last 13 games, uh, something like 13 of their last 15. They're in first place. Just a, the hottest team in the Carolina league. And it's not even close. And they won again last night to start their seven-game home series against the Kannapolis Cannonballers. They are a Carolina League best 34-20. and 20. Like I said, we'll dive more into that with uh, John here as we'll start our second hour here in a little bit. But I uh, did want to tell you, uh, if you missed our announcement uh, that we made earlier this hour, very excited to announce that Michael Martin is going to be our uh, regular Wednesday 720 guest, and that will start next week, obviously, not this week since we had uh, Chris Edwards already scheduled to join us here today. But uh, beginning next week, uh, Michael Martin, uh, he'll uh, talk a lot of PGA. He'll talk uh, a lot of uh, just sports in general. I mean, he's a big Down East Wood Ducks fan. So we'll have him. It'll be uh, not so ironic since we're going to have him here on Wood Ducks Wednesdays. But very excited that Michael Martin is going to join our regular rotation of 720 guests, including Mark Panicelli on Mondays, Richard Clark on Tuesdays, Shane Albee on Thursdays, and then on Fridays, Paul Whittington, but Michael Martin joining that lineup. Uh, very, very excited about that. Uh, listen, uh, <clears throat> we didn't give you much of a Junius update uh, in our monologue there as we uh, uh, ran out of time as we were getting uh, Chris Edwards up here on the show with us. But I uh, did just want to give you an update. Did message with his mom yesterday a little bit. Uh, still showing improvement very, very slow. And it's one of those things that uh, I've said several times here over the last three weeks uh, since his surgery. Uh, I'm just used to Junius, and you guys are too, just running all over the county, well, all over the county, all over eastern North Carolina, covering two events a day sometimes, sometimes three events a day if the schedule would permit, and uh, just doing all that. And He's just not in that position. Well, obviously, he's not in the position to cover anything, but he's just not in the position to uh, uh, heal as quickly as I want him to. Although, like I said, Lots, uh, he is showing improvement. I was about to say lots of improvement. It's not a lot of improvement, but just slowly improving. And when you have major brain surgery, that is uh, something that's going to happen. I mean, it do just doesn't happen overnight. I mean, it takes a little bit for it to uh, for it to happen. So <clears throat> I know he's got a lot of prayer warriors out there. I'm telling you, everywhere I go, and uh, I'm all over the place, <clears throat> everywhere I go, everybody asks me about him. Uh, I tell his parents that uh, I've told him. I don't think he really understands what we're saying yet, although it's going to be it's going to come back. But uh, got to tell you, I ordered him a, a Denver Nuggets uh, championship uh, NBA championship T-shirt yesterday, and I'm uh, very excited to uh, give him that when 
when it comes in. I just I know he's gonna he's gonna love that, and I, I almost feel like the Nuggets won just for Junius, and I know that's unrealistic, and that is what it is. But I, in my heart, that's what I feel like, and uh, I, I I can't wait for him to be able to acknowledge and be able to really recognize that. His Denver Nuggets won the NBA title, so excited about that. But I keep praying. Uh, like I said, keep the prayers going. Keep, uh, you know, I, I know there's there's at least five churches here in uh, Kenston and Lenora County who uh, he's on their prayer list. And I mean, folks all over the county are praying for him day in and day out. So don't let that stop, okay? I mean, he is uh, one, of the, one of the great guys that I've ever known, uh, one of the hardest workers that I've ever known too. He loves this area and the, the coverage that he provides at ENC moments that he did when he was with the free press, when he uh, started the sports coverage at news news, he does, he doesn't do it for the money. He does it for love of the game. He's not out there trying to make, I mean, don't get it twisted. He'd like to make a buck or two, but he knew he was never going to get rich doing that. And he did it because he loves the kids here in Kinston, Lenora County, and just wanted to give them an avenue to see their names and, especially with the fall of newspapers that uh, that's what he wanted to do. Okay. This wraps up the first hour of the Brian Hanks show. Thank you so much again to Chris Edwards of Duke university coming up here in our second hour is going to be the general manager of the down East Wood Ducks, John Clemens here on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore community college.